Hello, this is Suzanne Ricketts with She Is Ministries, and we just want to welcome you to our podcast as we are getting ready to launch this. Uh, she Is Ministries is a women's ministry, and we are founded on Proverbs 31:25. She is clothed in strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. So on this podcast, we're going to be uh, pretty much running the gamut uh, on anything. We're going to unpack a lot of different subjects uh, in terms of like wisdom. We're going to walk out unforgiveness, pride, faith, wilderness seasons, just so much. There's so much to unpack in God's Word. And so we just encourage you to come along with us. Uh, our hope is that we really desire for women to just see themselves as beautiful daughters of the King uh, and just to for you to develop a deep intimacy uh, with the Father and to walk out, just get a kingdom mindset as you walk out and know who you are in Christ and know whose you are and the freedom that that gives you to move in his power and his fullness here today. And so that is just really, uh, we want to encourage you, we want to equip you, and we want to empower you in the word of God and what he has for you in this life now. So join us. Hello, hello. This is Suzanne Ricketts with She Is Ministries. And today I am coming to you with the question of whose armor are you wearing? Let me say that again. Whose armor are you wearing? What are you putting off and what are you putting on? So we know that each day, right, when we get up, when we rise up, uh, there is a putting off and a putting on. Obviously, uh, in the physical, we know, we know, right, that we put off bed clothes and things like that uh, and we put on our clothes to go to whatever it is work school uh, whatever situation whether we are if we're going to a certain place and we need to dress up then we put on that proper attire and so uh, that's really what I want to look at today is are we putting on the proper attire what are we putting on as Christ followers and honestly what are we putting off because we're called to put things off as well uh, I want to address this because uh, I think it's a very timely word as we are closing out 2019 and 2020 is getting ready to kick off. And so just really, what are you going to be dressed in as you walk into 2020? It's a new year, not just a new year, but it's a new decade. It's a new decade. And so uh, there's lots of things on the horizon as we approach a new decade and uh, but we have to be dressed in the proper attire. So even Christ talks about uh, in Matthew 22, uh, I think it's verse 11, he tells a story about the guest that was not properly dressed at the wedding feast. So even though all these people, the king invited all these people in, uh, and these people came in that were not the first invited guests, that this person came in and was not in the wedding attire. And so the, the word even says that he was thrown out uh, and it, that, that the king asked him, why are you not wearing the proper attire? Where's your wedding attire? And, and the young man had no answer. And so he got thrown out uh, into where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. So how we're dressed, how we're clothed, what we are putting on, what we are putting off is very important. So the scripture has a lot to say about that. Uh, and I'm not going to, obviously, in a, in a short little podcast, I'm not going to unpack all that because, like I said today, we're really going to address the armor situation uh, and whose armor we're wearing. But we know that scripture is loaded 
with things about being clothed. So uh, our ministry is founded on Proverbs 31:25. She is clothed in, in strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. So you're clothed in strength and dignity. Um, Isaiah 61, chapter 61, has a lot of a lot of things about being clothed. There's a garment of praise, a robe of righteousness, a garment of salvation, a crown of beauty. Uh, so a lot in that in that chapter. 1 Timothy 2.9 talks about a woman woman being uh, dressed in respectable or modest apparel. Excuse me, Isaiah 59, uh, chapter 59 talks about being wrapped in a cloak of zeal, which is actually part of the armor of God uh, that that Paul talks about in Ephesians. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15.33, we put on the imperishable. 2 Corinthians 5.2, put on our heavenly dwelling. Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 17 more putting on we put on love and then all these virtues that follow we can uh, as Christ followers we can put on uh, tender heartedness and forgiveness we can put off bitterness we can put on love we can put off lack of love we can put on praise we can put off complaining we can put on trust we can put off jealousy. We can put on self-control. We can put off losing temper. We can put on edifying speech. We can put off gossip, right? There's all these things. We can put on kindness. We can put off a critical spirit. And so there's all these things in Scripture. The Word of God is full of things that we as Christians put on and put off. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. I want to read that to you. It says, To put off, this is Paul talking to the Ephesians, To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Grab a hold of verse 23 right there. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, Created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Put on the new person, right? And so as we, as just even some of those that I named, right? Putting on and putting off. The, the, uh, the main thing is that we put on the new, right? We put on the new self. We put on, we are the new creation and we put off the old, the old man, the old, uh, the old sinful things, the old mindsets. And so verse 23 in Ephesians 4, again, the key, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, okay? In the spirit of our mind, of our mind. that has to have, we have to have that revelation, all right? So now I'm going to talk about the armor because, right, we know that we're supposed to put on the whole armor of God, not just part, not just, not just pieces, the whole armor of God. That's in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10, it goes through 10 through 18. And so, uh, just wanna just want you to think for a minute and 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 walk with me in this place, because we know right that Satan is a counterfeiter. We know that Satan is a liar. We know, yes, we are told he is the the father of all lies. We are to, we are told he's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But we know that Satan himself cannot create. 
Satan cannot create. All he can do is copy. He can mimic. He can copy. He can counterfeit. He can twist. He can deceive. But he himself cannot create. So here we have, in Ephesians 6, we have the whole armor of God. This is not the whole armor of us. This is God's armor. So we have the whole armor of God. So we know that Satan cannot create his whole armor, that he cannot create armor. But do you not think that if God, if there is a whole armor of God, be assured, my friends, that there is a counterfeit armor of Satan. Let me say that again. Be assured that there is a counterfeit armor of Satan. And I want to know whose armor are you putting on? Whose armor are you putting on? Because we're called to put on, put on the whole armor of God. So if you look up counterfeit armor, sounds crazy, right? But if you look it up, you Google it, there is actually, it's a real thing. Sounds funny, right? Real counterfeit. There is it. It is a real thing. Counterfeit armor is a real thing. It offers absolutely no protection. There are companies out there that are selling counterfeit armor. Counterfeit body armor. People have died wearing this counterfeit, thinking that they had purchased true body armor and they are wearing counterfeit. Their money, their investment, they have invested in counterfeit armor. It offers no protection. It's not safe, but it makes its wearer think that maybe it's safe, right? But all it does is it leads to death. The counterfeit armor leads to death. So I'm not going to fully unpack the whole armor of God. What I am going to do, yes, I'm going to go through uh, six of the pieces of the armor of God. And uh, when I say I'm not going to unpack all of them, I'm not going to go into deep teaching on each piece because probably most of you that are listening to this have sat through numerous sermons on the armor of God. And there's so much out there about the armor of God that you can uh, just... Even with just a tiny bit of research, you can find a plethora of information uh, about each of the armor pieces. So first thing I want to look at, but what I want to do, I have to, I want you to look at and stay with me as we unpack the armor, as we look at the armor of God, those, the six pieces we're going to look at so that when we hold it up to the counterfeit, you can see, you can see the faults. You can see how it's counterfeit. So the first one, we know the whole armor of God has a belt of truth, right? A belt of truth. Uh, the belt in, uh, and I, I'm not going to go long, but the uh, I did a lot of, I did some quite a bit of study in college uh, on Roman warfare and Roman sports and all that kind of stuff. So uh, during the time Paul was writing this, uh, that was that time period when all of that was going on. So he had some things to look at in terms of some armor and things uh, to hold that up to so as to what this looks like so it's it's a it's a safe comparison to think that when he's writing he's looking at the armor not only in Isaiah 59 but he's also looking at the armor uh, that is actually on soldiers so we look at the belt of truth right we know that the belt holds the armor together the belt of truth truth right the the truth uh, we know that the word of God is truth we know that Jesus is truth and so the, the belt holds all things together. So the, there's two types of belts in, in the Roman uh, belts. There is one type that girds around the waist. And 
it, uh, they, they would tuck their clothing into that. It would, uh, the greaves were right under, which would cover the legs, but the belt of truth uh, sometimes would be fastened to the breastplate, but it would hold, uh, it would hold the clothing in place, okay? The, the, the clothing, but it would also hold a sheath for the sword, okay? So that was one type of belt. That was the standard belt that was worn by the, uh, just the regular legionary soldier. And then there was another belt that would, that more of the officers would wear that would go across one shoulder and down. And on that belt, there would be, uh, it could be a sheath for a, a sword as well, a weapon. It could be uh, a bugle. It could be uh, a drum. Okay, so now on this belt, there were, again, weapons that were fastened, but also notice that two of those things, and this is an art, uh, an officer, notice that there are uh, things for, for, for uh, worship, for praise. And, and, and I say, you know, that the praise, praise is a weapon, right? I hope, I hope we know that. Praise is a weapon, and it goes before the, the warring. And so, uh, but just so, I, I just wanted to hit that real quick. So the belt of truth is to encircle and to secure ourselves in the truth. Listen to that again. The belt of truth is to encircle around us, to encircle ourselves and secure ourselves in the truth, in the truth of what we know of, of, of God, of who we know God is, all these things, right? The truth, okay? Next, the breastplate of righteousness, okay? The breastplate, we, we know this, common sense, right? The breastplate covers your vital organs, okay? It protects your, your chest. We're looking at your heart, uh, all your major organs, your lungs, uh, anything else, okay, that I'm not going to go into all the, the uh, anatomy of all of it, but but the biggest things were your heart and your lungs are protected uh, by the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness, we are morally right. We're justifiable, right? When we're righteous, there's a, there is a, uh, we're identifying with being holy. There's some, uh, there, there's the tie with justifiable, holiness, rightness, Okay, so that is what covers our heart. That is what covers our heart. We're covered in his holiness and his righteousness. That's what secures us, right? That's what secures our heart. There is, that is the covering. Number three are the shoes, okay? Uh, the NLT version says, the peace that comes from the good news that you will be fully, so that you will be fully prepared. So these are the shoes. Your, that your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel, right? So shoes of peace, okay? Peace that come from the good news. Peace, Jesus, okay? Peace that come from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. This is what your feet are covered with, with the armor of God. Number four, the shield of faith, <clears throat> okay? To extinguish the fiery darts. So uh, Hebrews 11.1 1, I just want to touch on faith, right? Because it's the shield of faith. The Roman shields are very tall. They're very large. Uh, they're used, They're a lot of times, depending on where they are in the line, in, in the army line, uh, in, the, in the line, sometimes the shields are even taller than the, the people that are warring just so they can lean back and get under the shield. So, uh, so Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the, is the substance of things hoped for. 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Grab a hold of that, things not seen. That's what faith is, right? We know that we that as faith, we're not seeing it with our eyes, that we are walking in the belief, in the knowing that the things hoped for, that there is evidence of the things that are coming, even though we have not seen them yet. That is the shield of faith to extinguish the fiery darts that are coming our way. Number five, helmet of salvation. Okay. When we are, the, the helmet is the covering of the head. Again, the the, the head, we know the, the blows to the head. We know the brain is protected. We know, uh, but our mind, right? The helmet of salvation. Think of how often so many people question their salvation. Question, am I saved? Make a hundred trips down the aisle. Am I am I saved? I'm not sure because I did something wrong. Salvation, I don't know. We begin, and friends, really what we are in that place is we're questioning. We're questioning our sonship. We're questioning, am I really a son? Does God, has God really, uh, has God, and, and so there's some security in our mind when we have on the helmet of salvation because when the enemy comes with those lies we know because our mind is covered with the helmet of salvation we know that we're covered we know we know like we know like we know that we're a son and so those lies don't get in okay number six last one i'm going to hit on the armor of god the sword of the spirit which is the word of god who is the word of god jesus jesus is the word of god made flesh the logos logos in greek the word that is it's the word but it's the active power of the word so we know that the word of god is living right the word of god is living that just confirms that right there living alive active sharper than any two-edged sword the word is his breath the word we know that all scripture is god breathed is breathed out by the Lord and that Jesus is the fulfillment he is the word of God made flesh the sword of the spirit which is the word of God is his breath his revelation if you don't have the revelation friends of who Jesus is the son of God the Lord of who of, of who God is who Jesus is then as you read the word the Bible, you open it up and you read it, and, and and you know if you've probably ever talked with an unbeliever, they can open the Bible and read it and read it and read it and read it, and they can't hear anything out of it. it it's like dry words on a page. It's just it's 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 red and black letters on a page, but it hasn't come alive for them because they have not had the revelation of who Jesus is, of who uh, of who God is. So the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, Jesus, the Logos, the very breath. The breath of God is the revelation of God. All right, so let's look real quick at the counterfeit. So we went through the belt of truth. Satan's counterfeit to that is the belt of pride. The belt of pride. So pride, friends, pride, pride is... As, as profound as truth is, pride is, is as powerful because it is the root of all sin. The, it, it's the root of all sin. Every sin that you commit, that I commit, that anyone commits has its root somewhere in pride. So you think about when the belt of truth is encircled around you to secure you, 
to secure yourself in the truth, you think about a belt of pride that is that is encircled around you. The enemy puts this on, right? And, and, and what you allow him, you allow him to put this on you, this pride to encircle around you, and you secure yourself in you. You secure yourself in you, in self, in the, all the things that you want. See, you think Satan deceived a third of God's angels. Satan was very prideful. That was his sin, was pride. Merchandising the worship in heaven. So pride, the root of all sin, when you fasten that belt of pride around your waist, you are encircling yourself and securing yourself in you and and what you want and and not dying to yourself so so the belt of pride is the counter the counter to the breastplate of righteousness is the bre- the breastplate of rejection the breastplate of rejection is the counterfeit armor to that what is rejection you think about the rejection that covers Who wants to be rejected, right? Probably all, I'm sure that all of us have been rejected in some way, shape, or form. So when this rejection, right, the enemy puts this rejection over your heart, over your vital, over your lungs, over your breath, over your heart, then you think about the rejected places, right? The abandonment, the treated unfairly, the uh, I've been left, I've been uh, forsaken, I've been... uh, pushed aside and and you think of all uh, of how when your heart is covered with that rejection you cannot receive what it is you need to receive you cannot receive the love you cannot receive the truth you can because the rejection is covering your very heart the hurt the pain as opposed to the holiness right you've already been redeemed you've already been made holy you've already been covered with the garment of praise you already have on the robe of righteousness you already have you are the righteousness of Christ so when you put on when the enemy has put on that counterfeit armor on you the breastplate of rejection and you are allowing yourself to sit in that place then all you can see is I'm not good enough. I've never been good enough. I have been left. I have been abandoned, forsaken, and, and everything. And you sit in this place where you cannot see. You have no vision to see your holiness, your righteousness in Him. Next, the shoes. Okay, we have the shoes of peace with the armor of God. With Satan's counterfeit, we have the shoes of strife and contention. Let me hear that say that again. The shoes of strife and contention. The word says in Proverbs 6:18, feet that make haste to run to evil. What do your feet make haste to do? To bring peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared or or strife and contention. Feet that run to evil. Isaiah 59:7, their feet run to evil. See in Proverbs 6, that is one of the seven, one of the six things the Lord hates. Seven that are an abomination to him. Feet that run to evil. So what shoes have have you allowed the enemy to put on? Have you put on yourself because you have not clothed yourself? You have not put on the armor of God. So you you have allowed yourself to become this person that runs to strife and contention. Do you know people like this? 
that run to the drama, that run to the contention, that love it, okay? They may not say they love it, but they're always in the middle of it, and they're always running to it, all right? Next, helmet of salvation is countered with Satan with the, what did, what did, with the helmet of fear. Helmet of fear. Listen to that again. Helmet of salvation. We're not questioning our sonship, our daughterhood. We're not questioning our, that, that we know that well, we believe in the son. We know all the things that we believe. The helmet is covering our mind. But the helmet of fear, okay, as, as powerful as pride is, I would say that fear is the second most powerful thing the enemy uses against us. And this fear has, has covered your mind. How many people do you know that absolutely sit, that they their mind is absolutely covered in fear? They are fearful of everything, whether it's worry, anxiety, stress, what, whatever it is. Fear, fear of tomorrow, fear of what's ahead, fear that... that I, I, I'm not good enough. Fear, fear, fear. The enemy uses it. And it's so many different strongholds are tied to fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but these three words, friends, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Can you have a sound mind? If your mind is covered in fear with a helmet of fear so the truth can't get in, so that the thoughts of God, so that the words of God and the things that he wants to whisper to you and tell you and what he says about you can't get in because the fear is covering your mind. Next one. Shield of faith or shield of unbelief. Satan gives us the counterfeit armor of the shield of unbelief. No faith, no vision, no revelation. You can't see. See, when you put up the shield of faith, you can't see the fiery darts. You are putting up the shield knowing that you cannot see those darts, but you are putting that where you are trusting that from what you see, you're trusting that that is where those darts are coming. And you put that shield up knowing that even though you're behind that shield and you can't physically see, that you see in the spirit, you see, you have that revelation that that is where those darts are coming from and this is where I need to place the shield. When you have a shield of unbelief, you cannot see. You have no vision with a, with a shield of unbelief. There is no vision and unbelief. There is doubt. There is blindness. Friends, if you are holding on to a shield of unbelief and every time something comes your way and you don't even realize what you're doing and you're throwing up that unbelief anytime something comes your way and you throw it up, you have no vision. You have no revelation for who God is. You are blind. You are blind. You are walking blind, friends. Last one, sword of we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit of Antichrist. The sword of the... Now, is that saying that when, when you're wearing that counterfeit, that when you have that counterfeit, that you are Antichrist? Nope, that is not what it says. It is sword of the spirit of Antichrist. You are wielding this sword, rejecting and denying truths of God, who God is, who Jesus is. 
You're denying the power and the works of God. Listen to these words and think, look at yourself and see, do you see these things in your life? You, you are, uh, when you wield this sword, you are giving emotional pushback against any truth from the word of God. The word, the very word. You are, uh, you feel there, there is uh, anger or agitation for the things of God when you're swinging this sword about. We have to recognize that we have to put on the whole armor of God daily. The whole armor of God, the whole armor of God daily. Because the counterfeit armor is there. And the enemy will begin to clothe you and put his armor on you. From all the places of the woundedness, the places where you're wounded, you're broken, you're believing lies, all these things, and you'll begin to find that these pieces of armor are getting put on you. And it may be one at a time. You may get the shoes first, and you may be a person that all of a sudden you're running to strife and contention and running and running, and then boom, the next thing you know, you're putting on the breastplate of rejection because you keep running to the strife and contention, <coughs> and now you're finding yourself rejected in places. And you're like, boom, and you throw that... Sh- you don't even realize that Satan's just like, you, you're willing, not even knowing that he's put that on you. So from all these broken and wounded places, because you have not gone to the Lord and you have not spent time with him and you have not soaked in his presence and his revelation and his word, getting his word in you, then you'll find yourself, friends, wearing a counterfeit armor. And you may be fully standing in that counterfeit armor looking in the mirror today and I want to encourage you that 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 is not what you're called to wear that is not what God has for you that that armor will bring death and destruction the counterfeit armor that is what it's meant to do friends it's meant to bring your death and destruction so I want to encourage you today get alone with God get alone get in the prayer closet begin to open up his word see what it is he says about you see what it is he says see who he is see his goodness see the kind of God that he is and begin to begin to pray and 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 just ask him for wisdom and ask him for revelation and let these things let the word begin to truly become alive to you and open your eyes to the vision removing the shroud of blindness removing the veil from your eyes to truly see who he is in Jesus name so friends I hope you're encouraged today again whose armor are you wearing put on put on the armor of God amen have a blessed day friends